Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. We had an overwhelming demand to talk about toxic positivity. (laughs) So I've heard that quite a bit, and God is wondering, like, what does that even mean? What's the definition of toxic positivity? So we're just going to read what we found and then talk about our thoughts on that. So we found that toxic positivity is the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. So what the hell does that mean? So basically, our gist is like, being so overly positive all the time about every situation that sometimes it's looked down upon to experience any other emotion that isn't positive or happy or whatever. So if you're sad, pissed off, angry, um, not sure how to feel about a certain situation and someone's just constantly trying to push the positive on you and not allow you to really feel those other emotions. So Rachel and I talked um, about this before and I feel like we both have kind of like mixed emotions on the term or its effectiveness or if it should be a thing or not be a thing. So feel free to hop in. Um, we'll talk about it as well too, but um, we'd love your comments and thoughts about this as well as we go through here too. Yes. And that's kind of like all I could start this off with is because it's, it's, it's one of those topics that there's really a fine line. There's like a balance or some that's, you know, you really want to be positive and encouraging, but yet you also don't want to be like, just minimizing, right? And like, just make that person feel like whatever they're feeling isn't valid and just stuff them down even worse. So there's kind of, I think my personal take on it is like, there's a point where you should really be like a cheerleader and encourager without, you know, again, making that person feel that they're not valid, how they feel isn't worth their, you know, expression. And also just kind of, there's that point of like being a cheerleader just says like, suck it up, get up, let's go. But there's also that person who has compassion and empathy. I feel like those two words really go hand in hand, especially with this, because it's like when we come across somebody who's going through something, I think for me personally, it's it's a matter of really tapping into compassion and empathy and allowing that individual the time that they need to move through whatever they're going through, going through, and you as the you know friend, that person who's supposed to be there to support them, really giving them that safe space to allow them to be themselves. So we're going to talk a bit more about that, but um, it's just it's something that's been brought to light kind of recently, or maybe it's just more that it's buzzing around and it's yeah. just making its way to it, to the surface. And as you guys have all said in this community, we really want to talk about this because it is something that's, you know, really important because we can't always be on and that's that positive going all the time. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. So we just wanted to preface what really we're talking about and, and would love for you guys to join in in the conversation as well. So I feel like I have been a victim of toxic positivity. Also, I feel like I've been the culprit as well. (laughs) And the, the, um, what do we call that word? Assailant, I guess, of it as well. Yeah. Um, Because there are times for sure where like, obviously through life, shit happens, right? Things happen that make us sad or things don't go our way or we don't hit a goal or we don't, whatever, have something happen the way we want it to. And so we have that reaction to it. 
And I think that there's a big difference in understanding how and why you react a certain way and looking at possible alternatives to how you respond to scenarios and to be around people that push you to look at the positive side of things. But I feel like there's still a need there to process and feel because it's kind of like those like that yin yang, right? So it's like, how do we experience extreme joy without experiencing the opposite, right? Like that balance as well. So I know I've had people in my life where it's like, even if something was upset or I was upset or something was bothering me, I felt like there were people that I I looked up to, but I couldn't talk to them about anything because I knew that they would just be like, not open to hearing it because it wasn't positive, right? It's like, if you have a problem, I mean, I worked like in an office for many years and they always said, if you have a problem, lock it in your car. Like it'll be there when you get back. Don't bring negativity around other people. And I, I agree with that. I do think that that's valid. But then it's like, okay, where do I share that? Where can I talk to somebody to work through these things? If, you know, there's got to be somebody around to be able to do that. And I know myself, again, I've probably heard people talk to me about their situations or problems and the way I reacted probably was an overly positive way. But again, I feel like it's like we, like having those mixed emotions about that word, positive, toxic, toxic positivity. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get it down. But um, (laughs) Because I do think that there has, there's a good balance of it. You know, I don't feel like you have to be overly positive about everything, but I feel like there is power in the perception and how we choose to see things. And I guess for me, the biggest difference, the biggest thing that I could think of for me personally that I would have an issue with is the length of time. So if I have a friend that's upset about something like, yeah, be upset. Maybe people are going to be upset. They might take a minute to like be angry or whatever. I don't have to be there the second something happens to start sharing positivity with them or an offer an, op- an opposite viewpoint of whatever happened. I think that they, you need to have time to feel those and process or, or whatever. But as a friend, I'm not going to let you stay there long. Like I'm not going to let you go a week being miserable about one thing, you know, <laughs> and there's different ways or things that you could be doing or, or have a, a more empowering viewpoint. So for me, I guess my biggest issue would just be like the length of time. Like, yeah, I feel people should feel that. But as a friend, don't let them stay there. Right. And you actually brought up a few points that I I was jotting down on my notes earlier today about really, you know, some of the top, the bullets that I wanted to hit upon. And that was, you know, react versus respond as one. And that really is important because I think when we're, when we're all going through something, it really comes down to how we either react or respond to a situation. Mm -hmm. And again, when we're in those, um, we're in that space to like, you know, when things hit us and they hit us hard, it's hard to catch us and be like, oh, well, hold on, let me respond in a positive way. But yet there's that reaction, right? Sometimes something really stings, like you stub your toe and you're not going to be like, that was freaking awesome. Right. <laughs> like it's just, you know, it just comes out sometimes. So it's a reaction. And I think at that point, it's like how catching ourselves in that, like if we see a pattern along the way, yeah, being aware of how we're responding or, you know, that immediate reaction, but you can quickly change it to like a response in how long we sit in there. And that was, uh, you know, a really good point is because I think for many of us, when we're going through something that's, you know, heavy, whether it's like a grief or a loss or, you know, our current situations, it's like, how long do we wallow in, in that feeling like that pit, right? Because it becomes really heavy. The longer we sit there, it gets darker, lonelier. And eventually we become, we isolate ourselves from the outside world, because it's almost like we don't want to become that burden on them. But I think this is where the balance is. It's like, we can't do this alone. And so we really do need to have that support system and 
knowing that we give ourselves that time to heal because we don't want to dump this on other, on our, you know, family and support and stuff like that. It's, you're the only person going through these things as well. So there's kind of that, I think for having this certain time to grieve, move through, heal, and like deal with what you're going through. And then being able to articulate that. One of the biggest things for me, um, I stuffed emotions down for probably my whole life. I, we, we didn't talk about things. And for the longest time, it was about, oh, you feel something, just stuff it down before it even comes to the surface because you don't even know what that, that feeling is. So you just stuff it down. And the longer this goes on, you don't know how to express. It's, uh, it yeah. becomes heavy and then it literally permeates through you and you become that negative person that people just don't want to be around. So sometimes when you're always emulating that, that's where the positive person's just like, can you just get over it? Let's move on. Because you're also bringing people along that journey with you. So it's very important that we, we understand that, recognize it, allow ourselves that time to, to process it before we can move forward. And if we need the support of other people, understand them as well. And so it kind of is that two-way street because that's the communication and relationship is that you want somebody there to listen to you, but you also don't want them to just be like, suck it up, get over it, move on. And so I think having that balance and awareness is, is really important. Yeah. Especially like aware of how you respond and react to situations because it's all a muscle. So it takes right. practice. So if you respond negatively right off the bat, it's probably because you've always responded negatively right off the bat. And if you respond positively, maybe that's just how it's always been. So I think you got to have that awareness to realize how and why you react a certain way and why. I mean, this could get deep because it could be like some people like that's their identity and that's how they get attention is by always being sad and needing someone to help them or whatever. But I think understanding that and like putting a, a system in place for you to give yourself that time to feel something and why you reacted that way um, and then to move on. And then I feel like, like you have to have different people in your life to talk to about certain things. So for me, as an example, like with my husband, God love him. But like as a new mom, there's shit that happens where I like think I'm going to lose my mind. And when I try to explain to him, right, because like we talk, like you talked about, like sometimes we stuff our emotions on. I'm not very good at like explaining my, I'm definitely a, a emotional, like just toughen up buttercup kind of person. So when I do, it's difficult. And so I feel like when I explain to him something that I'm trying to feel or go through as a new mom, he's so positive that it's like always like, oh, but you know, you should be grateful for this or think about it this way, or you don't have to feel like that about it. You're choosing to feel, and it's, and it's one of those things that why this topic kind of raised my awareness a little bit, because I feel like if I wasn't a mother and a friend was telling me this, I would probably respond the same way that he does. But having be on the opposite side <laughs> and feeling this, I'm like, this sucks. Like, I'm not looking for you to like fix me or cheer me up. Like sometimes like you just want to be heard for where you are and how you're feeling almost like just to have someone say, I get it about, you know, that does suck. You're right. You know? And then I'm cool with like, obviously hearing positive things, but I want, I just want someone to make me feel like I'm not crazy. <laughs> they understand like, I'm not overreacting. This really does suck. Yes. There's a positive viewpoint of it and it's, it's not going to suck forever. And it's just how I feel right now. Yes. I want those things, but I just sometimes for just 10 minutes, want someone to just realize I hear you. It sucks, <laughs> you know, and just 
let me just go through a sucky moment and then move on with my life, you know? So that's, I guess, like the biggest wake up call for me or bringing that awareness to me is just like how I feel as a new mom and trying to explain that where you just feel like no one gets it and whatever. And then again, opposite side of the spectrum, right? Like I'm super grateful to have my husband that's positive because I would rather that than like an un, like a negative spouse when I'm trying to talk about these things. But, it, it, and it's hard to talk about that with someone that is, again, like I said, I would probably be saying the same things he's saying. So I'm not like blaming him because I feel like sometimes who you're around, you're just conditioned to speak that way and think that way. And that's great. But I think it's more powerful and it makes us, um, if you're looking at it from a different perspective of if you're a leader and you're working with a bunch of people or whatever, I think it's important to feel those feelings yourself so that you are a better friend, partner, leader, that you can understand when someone's going through those things and just be there and be more empathetic as a leader that you can listen and understand and be there, still be that positive light because people want that. People want (laughs) to feel better or feel more positive but they want to feel validated for how they feel in the moment as well. At least that's what I've learned about myself as a mom. So, no, and I think that's that's absolutely true. Um, so, as you were saying all that, I was kind of thinking. I was like, you know, for for a, a long time, I kind of operate on that negativity side. So it's like because again, I didn't I didn't have words. I wasn't I didn't really have that space to uh, process. And it. it's just like you know what I felt. It was just kind of icky. So I just stuffed it down. So it's like again, when you stuff things down, it will come out of you at some point, whether it's through your words or your emotion or, you know, your reactions or, you know, just that energy, that vibe. Right. And then on the flip side, when I started recognizing these patterns in myself, I was like, you know what, this, I'm seeing how it's affecting other people. Cause somehow that light bulb turned in my head and it was just like, you know, I got woke. Right. And I was like, I gotta do something about this on the flip side, because I kept telling myself inside you know, be positive. So even though it's that toxic positivity that we could be talking, uh, you know, from somebody else doing it to you, you can also do it to yourself. So it's almost like, oh, you know, that chatter in your brain that just never shuts up. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm having a terrible day. But you shouldn't be having a terrible day. You need to tell yourself you're having a great day because today is amazing. And it's like, okay, but that's still the same voice in your head. And it's no different if you said it or somebody else. At what point is there like that fine balance to be like, no, but I genuinely feel this way. Like, I want to be validated. Like, let me move through this. Mm-hmm. And so kind of on the opposite side. So when I was going through that phase of like really being super joyous, the complete opposite, the extreme of what I was, I realized I was doing the same thing to other people. And it was because I was doing it to myself that again, what you put in is going to come out. And I started doing this to my husband. Bless his heart. He's not here. Can't hear it. (laughs) But I would just be, you know what? Just everything is beautiful, babe. Why are you complaining? Like, and so it just, and sometimes he's just like, can you just stop with this? I really just, you know, I need to talk to you about it. And I'm like, okay. And so sometimes, you know, after hitting him so hard with it, I realize now there's that balance. And that's where it's that holding space, allowing that person to be seen, be heard, give them the just the the ears to listen. They don't need to be fixed. They just need to know that they're not alone in whatever they're going through. Whether you have the solution or you don't, that's not what they're looking for. And that ultimately, I think for me, came down to really compassion, understanding, and empathy. Because when we actually sit and we listen to somebody, we actually feel what they feel versus just, I don't want to hear it. So you just say, oh, get over it. Move on with your life. It's just, you know, whatever. No big deal. 
I think when I'm looking at this full circle, I'm sometimes I probably owe my husband an apology. I'll tell him later. <laughs> and um, but you know, it's just sometimes you don't realize these things because you're in the midst of yourself, and those are your things that you're going through. So you really can't see it from a, a different perspective until you've moved through it yourself. So again, you have to allow yourself space to move through it. And sometimes you might just have to preface it to a friend or the support, whoever you're getting. I'm going through this. I don't need you to do anything except just listen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just, you have to preface this because if we're yeah. used to trying to solve something, that's just naturally how our brains go. Is like you see somebody in pain, you think quickly, how do I get them out of there as soon as possible? And maybe they need to move the, through this themselves. And sometimes we do that just by talking through it. Mm-hmm. So I know that's been helpful for me. Um, and kind of being, again, on both sides of that spectrum. So I, I'm hoping this conversation is helpful. So I think too, as, um, as, as the person that's maybe listening to a friend or a spouse or somebody, <laughs> I think sometimes it, it's that conversation and being there to listen to what they have to say, but also be asking that question of when you feel like you're ready, maybe for some solutions or you want to talk about it, that you're there. So they know like, you're not going to try and preach to them and like make them whatever, but they know like, okay, like they're going to listen to me and hear me out. And when I'm ready, I have somebody that's there to talk to me or offer. So that way you're not, you're, it's almost like that asking permission. Like, is it okay for me <laughs> to help you? Right. And maybe someone will want help right then and there here or something after they unleash and say it all and get it all. And sometimes just saying it is like what's helpful to just getting it out. And then sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes like I hear stuff that's really bothering me. And when I say it out loud, I'm like, it's not it. Like, different. Now I hear it. It's not so bad or whatever. I can do it myself or whatever. Just sometimes you just have to unleash because you just hold it in. But I think it's really important for someone to be there for you that they, they ask that and say like, when you're ready, like when you do want to talk about solutions, like I'm here for you or I have your back. We'll We'll talk about it. But for now, if you just want me to listen, I'll just listen and feel those things. So I just think that's important to do to make sure you feel all those things and have those conversations and have a few people to have your back. And if you don't have anyone, we're here to do that too. So and all the other women in this community group, I feel like we've met a lot of like women too that I I know I've had good conversations with that have helped me through certain things, especially being a new mom. And I think like there's been a lot of connections made through the group as well that have shared in other things as well. So if you are lacking that, then there's plenty of women inside this group who I guarantee through the amount of ladies that are in this group, we've all probably gone through very similar. Somebody has gone through something similar that can hear you and understand you and just let you feel. And then when you're ready to help. Right. And I think just uh, overall, real quick, us women, we just want to vent, right? So when we're when we're expressing something, it really is just, you know, when you get the women together, we don't necessarily come down to, oh, uh, she's going through this, I need to fix it and all this stuff. So we understand, I just want to talk. I just need a vent, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we feel alone. We feel alone in our business. Maybe you feel alone in, in motherhood. I mean, clearly there's no other mother in your relationship here. So, you know, it's going to be different. Just yeah. And so when women get together, it's that expressive, connection that we're just venting because it helps us like brain dump, emotional dump. And a lot of times we just walk, work ourselves through it. But yeah, again, women, we're, we're all more alike than we are different. And we're, 
we're never alone. And it's, we're only alone as we allow ourselves to be. And if we don't express ourselves, then nobody can read our minds. And the longer we continue holding on to something, again, it will harbor, it will faster, and it will come out of you at some point, some way, somehow. So until you get that out, that's what's going to keep you, you know, from being stopped and, and create that freedom that to expressively be you. And if you're finding that you've been shut down emotionally, maybe it's just your support group. Maybe it's, uh, again, not the person you need to talk to. Maybe they don't have that compassion or haven't gone through something or whatever it is. So again, lean on your sisters here in this community. Lean on us. Ask us. Uh, you know, we're, we're always willing to point you in the right direction because we don't have all the answers, but that's what we're here for. Surprise, surprise. Right. So I hope that all helps. And I would love to hear the comments and your guys' uh, you know, feedback here because, again, we're all in this together. So thanks again, guys, for listening. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.